You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host Kelly Martin and this is episode 57. Now this is a bit of a difficult subject today. I think that we've been very brainwashed and indoctrinated into a very much a happily ever after when it comes to relationships and romance and fantasies in a way and it can be really hard to let go of the conditioning that we've been given by society from a very early age. And I wondered about this this morning. I was feeling some feelings myself and I was thinking about my past and relationships and how I've been with significant others and I thought I'd look at one of my favourite teachers, Osho, and see what his thoughts on the subject of relationships are and love and romance and this falling in love experience. Now what Osho said was, this has been said again and again, down through the ages. All the religious people have been saying this. We come alone into this world we go alone. All togetherness is illusory. The very idea of togetherness arises because we are alone and the aloneness hurts. We want to drown our aloneness in relationship. That's why we become so much involved in love. We try to see the point. Ordinarily you think you have fallen in love with a woman or with a man because she is beautiful. He is beautiful. That is not the truth. The truth is just the opposite. You have fallen in love because you cannot be alone. You were going to fall. You were going to avoid yourself somehow or other. And there are people who don't fall in love with women or men. They fall in love with money. They start moving into money or into a power trip. They become politicians. That too is avoiding your aloneness. If you watch man, if you watch yourself deeply, you will be surprised. All your activities can be reduced to one single source. The source is that you are afraid of your aloneness. Everything else is just an excuse. The real cause is that you find yourself very alone. 
And I read this and I thought, it's so true. I can look at my past relationships and my desire for love and we really do get into the idea of projecting onto our partners this ideal we look to others to fulfill or satisfy us or bring us the happiness that we may think that we are lacking. And as Ash Osho said, in many ways we are doing so because we are afraid to be alone. We are afraid to embrace our aloneness. Now part of this message that I saw from Osho was a bit of commentary from, I'm not sure if it's Osho's followers or people who just sort of like Osho. And I found it really interesting what they said about getting into this huge romantic soulmate relationship because I've been seeking a soulmate for a long time and hoping that I'd receive my, you know, my partner, my life partner. And it can bring a lot of pain and a lot of yearning and it can make us feel sad. It can make us feel depressed when we attach to this outcome of a human being that hasn't shown up yet. And what this commentary said was, some enchanted evening you're going to meet your soulmate, the perfect person who will meet all your needs and fulfill all your dreams, right? Wrong. This fantasy that songwriters and poets are so fond of perpetuating has its roots in memories of the womb, where we were so secure and at one with our mothers. It's no wonder we have hankered to return to that place all our lives. But to put it quite brutally, it's a childish dream. And it's amazing that we hang on to it so stubbornly in the face of reality. Nobody, whether it's your current mate or some dreamed of partner in the future, or a friend, for example, or money, as Osho said, has any obligation to deliver your happiness on a platter, nor could they even if they wanted to. Real love comes not from trying to solve our neediness by depending on another, but by developing our inner richness and maturity. Then we have so much love to give that we naturally draw lovers to us. And I read that and I can say from my own experience, it's utterly, utterly true. And the thing is, when you let go of that attachment, that projection, that desire that another human being is going to bring you happiness or life satisfaction or fill that void or fill that fear of aloneness that you have, when you let go of that, then you're naturally magnetic, you're naturally charismatic. And when the lovers or the partners or the friends or the money comes along, it's simply icing on the cake in your life. It's not the cake. I've always said this on my blog posts on Kelly Martin Speaks a very long time ago, that it's not these people, it's not these things that we get, it's they are just icing on the cake because we are the cake. We are the wholeness. We are the fullness. And I really like the idea that the reason we yearn so much for this 
this soulmate relationship or these great friends or this money that's going to be the answer to all our prayers or whatever it is that's on your list of thinking that that will make you happy when, that it may well simply be coming from the fact that you're yearning for that connection that you had in your mother's womb, that oneness feeling, that connection to all that is, where you felt so secure and so protected and so safe and so nurtured and nourished. And maybe that is where it's coming from for most of us when we're really reaching outside of ourselves for that one person, that one relationship. And how do we go about changing this? How do we go about letting go of this fantasy? (sighs) It's not that easy. I know I have my own fantasies about this. I'm fortunate and blessed that I live with a man, my best friend, who's had a lot of years under his belt. He's 82 this year and he seems to have, over the years, developed a way of relating to women and humans in general that that is detached, yet also very kind, very loving, very friendly. He doesn't care either way whether somebody is in love with him or not in love with him. He doesn't care if anybody criticises him. It doesn't bother him at all because he's not attached to the outer world for validation or the outer world to fulfil that void that I've been speaking about. And I guess that connection that we all yearn for, that oneness that we had in our mother's womb, comes from within us now and that is the journey, that is the challenge to be able to be with ourselves in the aloneness, to allow that aloneness to be without trying to move it or shape it or make it into something else or make it more positive or get rid of it, to allow the pain that might come up because we feel lonely and to take time each day just to be in the space of who we are, whatever that is, the the perceived good, the perceived bad. And the more we enable ourselves to really accept and embrace and love the whole entirety of our experience, the more we are connected to that oneness, that oneness that we may desire because of our early days into this world, birthed inside of our mother in that lovely, warm, nurturing womb. And the more we're able to do that, when we do meet significant others, when we do meet partners or what you might call soulmates or friends or we come into a lot of money, we don't become so attached to that person or that object to fulfil our needs. It is our icing on our cake. It literally is. We have then become the cake. And I still have a journey on this. I know I do. I know that I'm saying all of this and I understand it and it makes a lot of sense to me, but it's not fully absorbed into me yet. I've had some really deep connections recently and it made me feel quite vulnerable. And I'm also embracing my own vulnerability, allowing my guards to come down. I think when you've had your heart broken, even though that's not really possible in that sense, 
or you've had not very good relationships or you're yearning or longing, it can be really easy just to get lost in all of that and to get lost in the pain of it and to really let go of those attachments, to know that everything changes and that we don't know how long we're here on planet Earth. And I consider this sometimes when I've had relationships with my best friend and uh, we've had, you know, the big age gap that we've had in our past. And my mind used to always say, well, I can't let myself be vulnerable. I can't drop my guard. I can't let the walls come down because if I allow myself to love deeply without attachments, but let my heart open, what if, you know, he passes on or he dies and anything can happen to anyone. But I guess when I've been in a, a, a age gap, big age gap relationship, it comes to the forefront a lot bigger than if you're in sort of what be, can be perceived as a normal age relationship where, you know, you don't consider, oh, say you're 30 and your partner's 33, you don't, you may allow yourself to open up fully because you don't think, oh, well, I can't, can't get that involved. I can't let my heart open. I can't drop my guards because he may just leave or may drop dead. You know, you don't think about that when you're in like a normal relationship unless you've got sort of jealousy or envy issues that you need to deal with that are patterns that you're carrying. So I hope that listening to this episode has helped you understand your own relationships with yourself. Why you may find loneliness or aloneness so painful. And also why you may be reaching or grabbing for a partner in the future or maybe a partner you've got now, you're really grabbing onto them and trying to hold onto them tightly and not let them go. Maybe you're fighting with them. Maybe you're uh, obs not obsessive. Maybe you're uh, possessive of them. Maybe you're trying to make sure you know where they are, what they're doing and when and it all comes down to pain. That is coming from a real painful place. That's a hurting place. That's not a whole place. That's a, a fear of being alone and abandoned in some way. So whenever these things come up for us, it really pays us to ask ourselves, what is really going on here? Am I truly in love with this other human being? Or am I in love with the idea of this human being? this ideal, this projection? What is it that I want from this other human being that I need to give myself? Because if this other human being suddenly was not there, would I want to be left bereft of that fix, that filling of my void? Or would I rather be filling that space myself with my own love and self-compassion and self-acceptance. It all comes down to what our genuinely heartfelt needs are and for me my need is to accept who I am, to embrace all that I am and to know that I am enough exactly as I am. 
and I would genuinely like to feel really at ease with my aloneness, to not fear loss, to not fear, for example, my best friend dying, to not fear people leaving me for whatever reason, to not be in that place where I'm clinging or needing something from another human being to fill that hole, where only I can fill that hole, only the, only life, only love can fill that hole. Nobody else can, no person, no uh, abundant supply of money, no job, no friendship, no material object, no traveling the world, going on lots of holidays. None of these things will fill that space. But what really fills that space is you and being fully present with you, whatever crap is going on for you right now. And when you're able to do that, then the world is your oyster. It doesn't matter if lovers come to you, you have a choice to say no or yes. It doesn't matter if money comes or goes. You simply are in this space of, I'm okay here where I am. And everything else is just a blessing. So thanks for listening to another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. And I sincerely hope that this has supported your journey. And if you have any feedback, please do comment on my Podbean account. Or if you're listening on iTunes, I'd really sincerely love a feedback or a review because it helps other people find my podcast and it also makes iTunes think, wow, this podcast's okay, it's pretty good, we better send it out to more people. And that would really help me and I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, bye everyone. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media, so search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.